Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Breaking news, Johnny Juzang transferring from Kentucky. What? And James Strebel. Are you serious? Why? Oh, my gosh. What in the world? Why? What is the point? What was the point of that season then? On ESPN 680 and 1057. All right, 4 o'clock hour, presented by our good friends at RGB Home Theaters. RGB's helping us today. We're watching all the games uh, here on ESPN Louisville. That's what we're doing. I yeah, mean, screens all yeah, over the place well, here, I got I got I to get, get other games on right now. It's just great. I got to see what else is on here. Well, Duke's up 28 right now, <laughs> and they're showing people wearing masks. They're wearing masks. So there you oh, go. Oh, boy. Why are they wearing a mask? <laughs> There's an elitist joke in there somewhere. Why are they? Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Uh, Kansas again. Bill Selfs out. Kansas does leave West Virginia uh, by eight with about ninety seconds to go. But uh, we appreciate them uh, from a small job like mine. Basically, was you need a new TV, you need a couple TVs, home business, no matter what it is. Uh, but if you have a new build, a, a, a rebuild, a remodel, you want to hide the cords, have that TV. Uh, they will price match the big box stores, personalized, professional service. They'll take care of you. Get that free estimate. Get it today. RGBHomeTheaters.com. We appreciate them. So they're local yeah, businesses. Little, yeah. Hooking people up. Absolutely. They hooked you up. What, what do we up. have here? What kind Did of games do we have? Providence Halftime. I believe so. Yes, I, I wasn't that paying attention to Providence. It's, if it's not halftime, what's to turn a Big Ten game on? Damn close. It is half. Yeah, I thought. What's so. to turn a Big Ten game uh, on? Do we have time? By the way. He must be on the phone okay, with Ty. Well, yeah, we, yeah. Well, well, I vamped for a while. You did. did you it, was one of those, it was one of those things where I'm like, huh. What if he just thinks, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Ty, Ty. Yeah. Well, is Spalding standing us up? Is I, he I mad at not. us? I hope not. He was on with uh, Ethan he, Mo- he didn't answer the first time, but now he called me back. He said he just messed something up. So, anyway, oh. we, we got him. We got him. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh. I was mad at us. As I was, we're going to have to call Jack Grossman for two out of three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know if we have an IU guy. We might just call Jack and see what happens. <laughs> right. We would have called him if Ty didn't He probably wants up. to get on the air. God knows he was ready to run Jeff Greer over on uh, Greer's last video pa- cast or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was his, his swan song, Jeff Greer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Issel said it best. What? Who the hell is Jeff Greer? <laughs> oh. uh, if we have Dice Balding, let's go. It's the Blitz. Let's start with Issel, the cards. <laughs> Following the cards. Who the hell is Jeff Greer? <laughs> Following the cards. For CardinalSports.com, Ty Balding joins us on this Thursday. Ty, good afternoon, sir. How are you? What's going on, guys? How are we doing? Uh, we're up, doing Ty? we're doing fantastic. Uh the season is over. I don't want to say you're happy, but 
Uh, you are feeling nice that it's finally over, right? I mean, like you want to just kind of lose to Boston College and just kind of kind of fizzle out into the evening. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense in going on to the next round where North Carolina is seeming like they're going to do what they did last year. Caleb Love could miss last night. R.J. Davis could miss. So if you beat Boston College, you go on to North Carolina and lose by 20 there. So. Why not go ahead and get it over with? But honestly, and it shouldn't be a surprise, but just from a performance standpoint, I think that clunker was up oh, there yeah. with one of the more disappointing performances yeah. of that the whole That second year. half. Yeah, that second I mean, half was, was ridiculous. Yeah, they completely, they showed who they were all year right there. Yep, letting go of the rope, bad second half, not attention to detail. We'll get to KP in the press conference, and you lose by damn near 20 to Boston College without their best player. It epitomized who they are. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, look, breaking down the personnel and insights of the game is is water under the bridge, but their seven-footer wasn't there, Uh, 15-5 type of guy, and Boston College still scored 40 points in the paint. I mean, that's just the interior defense has been absolutely terrible. Uh, so it was just – and then Boston College only turned it over four times in yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. an unreal stat. Um, and, look, the, the five spot gave Louisville next to nothing all year. Um, that continued. It, it, it was really just – as far as the clunkers go, it was one of the more disappointing clunkers of the whole year. All right, Ty. So, I mean, yesterday, I mean, it's what I talked about. It's what uh, has kind of been the conversation. Uh, Kenny Payne uh, not understanding why he and Josh Hurd would need to have a conversation. Uh, Obviously, many, including you and I, I believe, and Strebel, don't think he's going to be going anywhere next year. And then uh, him also saying that he thought the assistants did a great job. And so I can go many different ways with this. Uh, I believe there is some arrogance there. Um, but I need to also know what Josh Hurd thinks on top of all of this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the the post-game comments just poured fuel onto a fire that was already extremely well lit. And look, I'm not a, a PR professional by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I could put together a, a statement in, in 30 seconds or so that would have it wouldn't have, have calmed fans down or eased any anybody's concerns, but it would have given fans um, notice that there is a sense of urgency. Something along the lines of, all I can tell you is that this season was unacceptable. I take mm-hmm. full responsibility. My staff and I are committed to getting this program turned around. It starts with me. We're going to take a long and hard look at how we operate so this doesn't happen again. Boom. I mean, that's I mean that's as simple as that. Just take some accountability, take some ownership, say that you're going to examine how you operate, how you do things, how you put together game plans, how you recruit. That's okay to admit that, that, that you made some miscalculations in your first season. We all can see it. So, so admitting it's not going to, to tell us anything we don't already know. So I just think those comments really just amped up um, – we, and they're wrong. And, and they're wrong. The staff didn't do a good yeah. job. They, they didn't do a good job this year. I mean, no, I mean, they could have said something that would have been neutral and boring and everything else. Uh, and, and, and he didn't do that. He, he decided to fan the flame, quite frankly. I mean, that's exactly, I mean, no, you look at everything. No, you look at those assistants. 
You look at uh, practice habits. You look at nutrition. You look at um, scheme. You look at the way you handle players, who you recruit, who you don't recruit. You look at literally everything when you win four effing games. And I don't know if it's ignorance. I don't know if it is a sense of entitlement. I don't know if it's arrogance. I don't know if he's just bad at this. I don't know uh, if this is who's telling him, whether Josh Hurd or somebody else, that, you know, this year is not a huge deal. This year matters. This year, okay, absolutely matters. You know, I think, Ty, it didn't have to be like this. Uh, it, it was it was a poor ending. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I still think Josh Hurd needs to have a press conference. I know people don't agree with me, but sorry. I, I don't think you want to hide from this. I think you want fans to know that they're doing bleeping everything to make sure this doesn't happen again. I, I just sometimes I worry. I'm thinking we get so desensitized to the to, to, to the losing. It's like like it's four wins, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I Come really on. think I really think that Kenny Payne in his mind just thought that this was a throwaway year and nothing that that goes in the record books. Nothing that's. You know, no game that's like none of. I just thought. I just think he really thought that this just doesn't matter. You know, I think. I mean, that's really the only thing. It doesn't make sense, but really, that's the only explanation that I can come up with as to why he answered those questions the way he did. I really think he thought that his first year starts next year. Yeah, that's what I've said. Year one A and one B, and uh, I think you're exactly right with that. Uh, We're going to do this later on. May do it next segment. Ty Spaulding with us here on ESPN 680. I mean, any, I don't know, any any strong, uh, stronger thoughts on any of the upcoming potential roster moves, guys leaving? We've talked about, excuse me, a couple of the names they may be looking at. But, you know, this current roster, anything stand out to you? Yeah, um, I think I've kind of got it narrowed down. This is a little bit of, of inside information, but also just kind of a gut feel. I think the safe bets are Okorafor, Mike James, and Brandon Hundley Hatfield. Mm-hmm. I think uh, JJ Trainer and Kamari Lands are 50 50. Um, I think Ellis is probably 70 30, leaning towards leaving. Um, I mean, anyone I didn't list there. Devin uh, Rain. I don't expect uh, to be. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyone yeah. I didn't list there, I expect to be gone. So the only three returning that I feel strongly about that are returning are quarter four, Brandon Hundley, Hatfield, and Mike James. I think J.J. Trainers 50-50. I think Tamari Lance is 50-50. And everyone else, I, I don't expect to be back. Wow. All right, so let's do this. I mean, not even Basile? Like, not even my, my man Fabio? I do not expect him to be back now. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. Uh, so let's just say Hersey Miller's kicking around. I mean, he, he could be off scholarship, but uh, I'm just going to throw him in here. Uh, so you have Mike James, Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn, Dennis Evans, uh, Acora Four, Huntley Hadfield. There are six names. Uh, and then if you just say between Lands, Ellis, and like a guy like Trainer, let's say you get like one of those guys back. I don't yeah, know, maybe one, it's one two. So you're looking at seven, eight guys. That's not counting putting Hersey Miller. Uh, so if you have seven, eight guys, I mean, to be realistic, uh, like for me, the way I feel. Oh, Karan Davis, too. Oh, Karan Davis. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Karan Davis. Yeah. Um, so let's. That's eight. Yeah, if it's eight guys, to me, you have three spots there. 
Right? Because if Kamari Lance is coming back, he's gonna play he's gonna wanna play. If Mike James is coming back yeah. and you go get two big time guards, suddenly Mike James is like, wait a minute, coach. So I, I don't know. I, how, how do you evaluate this? To me, to me you're looking at maybe three spots, perhaps four. But I mean once we get to eleven and twelve, man, I mean th- those guys ain't gonna play. I mean we know right. that. Once you get past eight, nine guys, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I think I think at this point there's no sense in taking any more uh, 2023 prospects like the, the guards that decommitted from Ole Miss. I, I don't see I agree. or the guard that decommitted from New Mexico State. I agree. At this point in time, you do not need anybody else on the roster that can't help you from day one. Agree. Um, a back-end top 100 player, uh, the 80th, 90th best player in the 23 class, not worth it in my opinion. I think the three or four scholarships that you had to play with, they need to be proven guys from the portal. Yep. Um, I, I, I just think that's the way you have to go. And that's the way you have to go when you take on a project like Okorafor. I mean, that's a guy that's a project. That's what happens when you take on a project like Perron Davis. You've already got your, your scholarships taken up that are used by guys who probably aren't going to be able to play big minutes. So you can't take on another project this late in the game, in my opinion. Ty, I agree. Ty Spalding, CardinalSports.com, following the cards as we uh, head into uh, what I think is the biggest offseason since the cards hired Rick Pacino. So we shall oh, yeah. see <laughs> what happens there. Appreciate hey, the time. One last, one last yeah. thing, Andy. Yeah. I wanted to mention this, and, and we've talked about it, the, the buyback in. Look, I, I think that I think that Dennis Evans is going to commit following his yes. visit. And look, I, I've been as critical as, as I've been on, on, on word spreading about Louisville's going to land this guy, they're going to take this roster. But look, I think Louisville's in a great spot for Trenton Flowers. So if those mm-hmm. two things happen, I, I think I think I think you're going to see some people um, reel back in as you like to tease about. I think people will, yeah. will oh, reel yeah. back in if, if those two things happen. Just wanted yeah. to add that in there. Appreciate it, guys. No, all right, see, all right, get him, get him out of here. here. Just, just quickly as we get Cam Drummond following the Cats. I mean, you're looking at, and we'll do this later. Uh, Karan Davis. Mike James, and I'm going to throw in another guard there somewhere. Sky okay? Clark, possibly. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, let's throw in Sky Clark. Yeah. Uh, let's throw in Kamari Lance, Curtis Williams, Caleb Glenn, okay? Right. Dennis Evans, a core four, if you believe Brandon Huntley Hatfield. That is nine, and that's me saying Ellis, Basili, Trainer, Devin Ree are all, all gone. gone. If you yeah. add Churchill Abbas, that's ten. Yeah. And I believe Withers, if you He's add him, too. that's ten. Yeah. Like there's there's not a lot of flexibility there. Anyway. No. Uh Cam Drummond joins us, Lexington Herald Leader. There we go. There you go. Uh Cam, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Doing good. That was an absolute tour de force performance from y'all and Ty there for about ten minutes. That was some good stuff, fellas. Hey, it's cards basketball, baby. <laughs> when you win, four, we, it burns hot with four wins. Please, will Kamari Lance come back? Is came in Nashville? No, you didn't get to go, did you? I am not. No, I'm situated oh, here uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. Just uh, finished up doing a little bit of work at the uh, KHSA Sweet 16 Girls Tournament uh, at Rupp Arena. But now I'll be watching remotely for, for the SEC tournament. I, I mean, listen, I, 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 so you got, yeah, I mean, it's a mean question that that Strebel asked. Oh, I didn't know. I, well, I, I mean, didn't you know, know. you know, you you know, you know what the deal is there. Yeah, you I, know Ben Roberts is going, and maybe a little Mark Story, Story and, yeah. and John Clay. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know. Well, let me ask you this: If Mark Story, John Clay, you and Ben Roberts all went, what's the hotel situation from Ooh. the Herald Leader? 
I don't know, but I just would not be envious of anyone sleeping with me because I'm pretty sure I both drool and snore when I sleep. So I think whoever That's drew what the Jack short said. would get stuck with me. Jack told <laughs> That's us. That's what yeah. Jack told us. So, uh, so anyway, <laughs> of course, rule does IKEA couch. Reveals all the state secrets. You've been outed. Yes, there yeah. you go. That's uh, great. Okay, so what is at stake? This weekend, do you believe for Kentucky? And uh, I think on top of that will be, what do you make of the injuries? Well, yeah, I mean, this is just a pretty obvious chance for Kentucky to improve its seeding for the NCAA tournament. I think all, you know, concern or qualms about them actually being in the field has been put to rest. And the way that the tournament draw sets up, I think pretty favorably if Kentucky wants to make a run in and try and, you know, do something to, to jump up one, maybe even two seed lines. I mean, a two seed line jump would probably require them winning the thing. But when you look at potential matchups, they'll get LSU or Vanderbilt. Um, for their quarterfinal, you have to feel pretty good about that, considering that Liam Robbins is officially out for the season for Vanderbilt. And, and even despite what happened on senior night, you know, Kentucky probably would be primed to, to get a measure of revenge in that game. And you look at LSU, if they're somehow able to pull, the up, pull off the upset later tonight, you like the way that Kentucky matches up, especially on the interior with Sheboy against a K.J. Williams, and also remembering the fact that Kentucky beat LSU earlier this season during probably what was the worst stretch of Kentucky basketball that they played during this campaign. You look at a potential semifinal against the Texas A&M, Kentucky's already beaten them once. You know, you maybe aren't as fearful of them as you you know would be obviously on the other side of the bracket facing an Alabama uh, not until the championship game. So the path is, is laid out pretty well for Kentucky to go into Nashville, where they've historically done super well in the SEC tournament, and do some damage. And then you know, it becomes a question of how much do you really want to go for it? How much do you value you know the potential one to two seed line jump that you'd get from a good showing in Nashville versus making sure that Case and Wallace is at 100% for the NCAA tournament or that a C.J. Frederick is as close to 100% as possible. Uh, John Calipari is going to do a, a Zoom interview meeting with the media, yeah. I believe, later tonight following the conclusion it's like of midnight. the Vandy game. Oh, yeah. yeah it's going like, to be, gonna be like midnight. Yeah. Midnight yeah, Cal. How about Ooh. that? Like three hours past well, his bedtime. <laughs> We're all going to be settling in in our pajamas to, to listen to what the emperor has to say. Um, but then I think maybe we'll try and get some clarity on the case and Wallace injury front. I mean, of course, you guys and everyone listening out there knows there's maybe a 2% chance of that yeah, actually good happening. Good luck. Um, and then, I mean, if it, if it was up to me, I don't think Kentucky should play case and Wallace in the SEC tournament. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze, especially given the fact that they won that Arkansas game on the road, you know, quad one win, another little boost to the resume. So I personally would not play Case Walls in the SEC tournament. I would, you know, kind of deal with whatever happens at the risk of keeping him as healthy as possible for the NCAA tournament, where even if Kentucky were to rise, you know, a seed line or two, they're still looking at a ceiling of, you know, a six seed, maybe a five seed if the committee's feeling super generous. So it's not like it's going to dramatically change the potential pathway that Kentucky would have to, to making a Sweet 16. They would still have to pull up an, opposite, an upset at some point uh, during that opening weekend to, to make it to the Sweet 16 or further. Do you feel like you have any idea what this team is going to do? Like, I have no idea if they're going to win, lose, who's going to play, who's not going to play, who's going to show up, if Cal's going to run zone. Like, I don't know. Did he call, did he call Tony Barbie the other night? Like, I don't know what this team's going to do. I could see – I mean, listen, it's probably slim, but I could see them losing their next two games, and that's their march. I don't think that's going to be the case. But, I mean, come on. We have no idea, Cam, the way this team's been. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at total, you know, crapshoot territory, throwing, you know, blindfolded darts at a board to, to see what hits. And part of that is just, 
I mean, Kentucky is kind of hitting its stride relative to what it's done for the rest of the season. You know, they're, they're five and one in their last six. They're getting production, especially uh, you know off the glass, rebounding wise, from players that aren't Oscar Sheboy every single night, which is good. But then you remember it was just what a week, ten days ago, where they lost at home to Vanderbilt on Senior Night, right? You know, after Robin right. Gazette with the injury, you know, e- even while Casey Wallace was healthy for that game, that game was a way too much of a grind for Kentucky, and all obviously ultimately ended up in defeat. So you know, the only consistency with this Kentucky season has been inconsistency, and so in the same way that you can you know talk yourself into them making a, a Sweet Sixteen and you know maybe knocking off a, a, a couple upsets as a five or a six seed, you could easily see them struggling with. An, an 11 or a 12 or a 13 seed in the opening game, you know, having it go down to the wire. And it's been a bit of a mixed bag from Kentucky this season in terms of how they're able to, to execute late in games. I mean, it really still wasn't too far ago when, when I was down in Athens with John Clay and they were losing a game against Georgia where everyone kind of, you know, was basically saying they could not afford to lose that game and they still managed to, to come up short in the end. So, yeah, I'd be lying if I told you guys I knew exactly how Kentucky was going to come out, either mentality-wise or personnel-wise for this SEC tournament, but the pathway is there, and that's probably all you can ask for from a Kentucky season that's still been wildly disappointing relative to preseason expectations so far, but given that, they do have a very clear line to improving themselves by a seed line or two in Nashville. It just becomes a question of how far do they want to push the envelope with Case and Wallace, and maybe more relevantly, what the intensity and mindset is going to be of the players on the court. Are they going to come out swinging and fighting and like, you know, Oscar Sheboy loves to talk mm-hmm. about like they did in the Arkansas game or has it become something like the Vanderbilt home game or that, you know, stretch in early January where for all the talk, they were laying down flat against some of the conference's worst teams. All right. So I know you're a soccer guy. I need to stop everything. Justin, are you there? I, I, I have, I have parlays. I have bets. I have soccer bets going on and mm-hmm. I bring up this crap NIT Europa League cup. BS. This, about you, N- this this NIT BS, okay? And I'm I, I don't even know who FRE is. Who does your bum team play for? They just allowed a goal for a man. Did you see this? Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, it looks like it's Freiburg, Freiburg. I don't, I don't know. I know Juve. I know, I know the Italian league. And nobody knows Freiburg. Nobody knows them. Nobody knows Freiburg. Do you know Freiburg German. or Freiburg Cam? I know you're a soccer guy. I hate Italian soccer. Yeah, I hate it's, it. It's German league. I hate well, it. Freiburg is German. Let's let's start with that, Sweeney. Let's get some some geographic. No, I'm saying you know, I'm no, I'm saying I hate <laughs> Italian soccer. I hate all the teams. They're all terrible. He's hating they're on all, my team. Specifically. They're all Wisconsin. They're all Wisconsin. <laughs> you, you it's in dark it. arenas. It's terrible. It's like watching Minnesota basketball. What a bunch of bums. You miss basketball. Uh, you, you can you can compare some of the Italian no goal. Yes. to uh, some Big Ten soccer just because or some Big yeah. Ten basketball just because of how grimy it is to watch some of them. I will say Napoli is absolutely running away, running away, I say, with Serie A this season. So yeah. maybe compare them to Purdue, you know, pre, like, the calendar turning to February. I will say, though, if you hate the Europa League and the whole NIT component yeah. idea of it, you're going to love the Conference League until someone explains to you that's like the CBI equivalent. Oh. Where we've got teams well, if I got like money on it, I don't care. <laughs> from yeah. Sweden and um, Poland, uh, Slovan Bratislava's in this thing. I think they're from Slovenia or Slovakia, one of those two places. 
We got our Moldovan oh. champion, Sarif Tiraspol, in the conference. So of course yeah, you do. Sweeney hooked on the conference league here. We have but an we, update. No goal. Hand no ball. goal. There I we go. A little handball. Look at, hand look at you watching the old lady. That there you go. Man. Have money on it. I have money on We have money on something. Yes, it's lady. handball. So Jack Grossman's favorite sport. By the way, is. Duke's leading pit by like 35 right now. Good job, Capel. <laughs> coach your, of the year. Know your role, Coach of the Year. Uh, all right, Cam, appreciate the time, man. Take care. Yeah, of course. I'm, I don't know if I should be proud or disgusted with you that you're betting on the Europa League instead of any other college basketball conference tournament, but it does bring a smile to my face, so I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, get out of here. Get him out of here. All right, we'll, we'll see you. Oh, by the way, I, I, well, I missed him. Nick Valvano, sorry, man. Nick, Nick uh, said, ask Cam. Ask if Cam got a cutting board. I don't know what that means. <laughs> By the way, uh, Nick Valvano and Dean are like cooked together last night. You can kill the music. We have no Indiana guests. Which oh, no, no, Osterman. He's in the big Well, I, he, He's watching this Ohio State-Iowa game. I forgot to text Osterman. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, all right. Yeah. So, I, I, and Jack I, I, blew me off. He and, just blew yeah. me off completely. Wait, yeah, he's 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 watching. Uh, he's he's keeping right, work. Work? No, it's baseball yeah, time, he, big boy. Baseball time, you're, like, you're like under four weeks away. No, it's baseball time, big boy. Uh, oh, he doesn't. He, he's not texting us like he used to. And he doesn't even text us during college basketball right now. Uh, Jack's busy. Jack's actually gone to work now. I think he's working. Yeah, I don't think he has a woman, but I think he's working. He's, he's working. Uh, by the way, Ohio State leads by four over Iowa right now. Fran under McCaffrey, two, under two minutes to go. <laughs> Chris Holtman. I don't know if this knocks <laughs> Iowa out, but I hope it does. Uh they got what two wins over IU? I think that that, that should put the, them in. You think? I mean, they'll be nineteen and thirteen. Oh, I don't that's know. a good I mean, point. This is yeah. a quad. This <laughs> probably will be like a quad three loss yeah. right here. Yeah. So we shall see. Duke dominate again. They're up. Uh, 35 right now on mighty Pittsburgh. John Shire is built for this. He's yeah. like a lion. He's built for March. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he go, he go, go, uh, go come in like a lion, out like out, a lamb. Out like a lamb. He's going to go out like a lamb. Who is that? <laughs> Gal. Uh, I hope not. I hope they go out like Woody. a lamb. Probably Woody. No, not probably Woody. IU. <laughs> is this Woody watching this Iowa game thinking, son of a gun, uh, McCaffrey got me again. He go, got me go, again. Go. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, on the other end, we do roster construct talk. Yes. How does that sound? I actually enjoy roster uh, construct. We'll talk. play some sound. We'll have a good time. Halfway through, it's a take on ESPN 680. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Texas says Round Daddy would let Cal lick him blissfully. And James Strebel. I, I, I'll not comment. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. I said settle down, 
All right, reminder, we are busy tonight. Soccer City coming up after us, 6 o'clock right here on ESPN, 680-1057. And then we have the, uh, let's see, what do we have? Big Ten doubleheader, uh, 7 o'clock right here on 680-1057. ACC doubleheader, 7 o'clock after uh, Jody Demling and the Cardinal Insider. Uh, that's over on 93.9 The Ville. Tomorrow, we'll have a little Big East, a little ACC. Saturday, SEC, Big East, Big 12, ACC, uh, we got you covered. And then Sunday, Selection Sunday, we'll have Westwood One. They will be the first radio home that will be unveiling the brackets before anybody else Yeah, uh, radio-wise. And we'll have that 6 o'clock right here. Uh, actually, all stations, 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Ville. So uh, we are loaded as we get you ready. Selection Monday, we'll be hanging out. Oh, yeah, we, we might, will. We might have some remotes next week. I'm oh, going to okay. the Final Four, leaving on uh, well, the Wednesday, Wednesday the 29th. 29th. We'll be up yeah. there for a couple uh, for a couple days. Going so to how Houston. about that? Now, I know you're not a big Houston fan. No. Yeah, as I was say, like out of the out of the Final Four destinations is one of the Sadly, Michael Beasley at a bar. That's the only really? that's the only thing oh, I did that wow, was remotely Mike. interesting. He made Frank Martin's career and, and his <laughs> what looked like to be an agent, uh, and then what looked to buy uh, to be a guy like Cooper. Oh, well, of course uh, he's got to have a guy like Cooper yeah. around, that's and that was basically yeah. it. He got to listen to his stories from and Kansas well, State. I mean, now that we're here, <laughs> just not for some reason I say this, you'll love this. He had. Beasley. So he had his he had a, a dude on each side. Sure, yeah, yeah. He does people around. Middle of the bar. He was living there in Houston. Okay. Uh because he was he they had signed him for the rest of the year. So this is March. He had, you know, another three months, still sure. two, three months or whatever. Uh he went from China and then he came over and got a deal the rest of the season. With the Rockets. And so he's just living yeah. in this it was a nice hotel. Oh, I'm sure. He's living yeah. in this nice hotel. Yeah. And so he's got a dude on each side and he had just the most uh, amazingly beautiful woman. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> and he made her stand up next to him. Really? Wow. Yes. She just stood there the entire time? She stood there. Wow. While Michael Beasley and his wow. dude sat there at the bar. She was and like, he's not even like you, a high-level you know, like, player. You know like the star? You know like the uh, the space between chairs at a bar? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know if they're not all packed together, you know, you have a space between... A space between. Oh, uh, isn't that the, the name of the song? Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah, of course a, you would know that. Of course I would know that. Yeah. So he made her stand there the whole time. She stood for a long like time. Between, it's like between. like a. That's like a what a four foot space. Yep. Between two chairs. Oh, not even that. Yeah. Wow. She stood right there. Dang. And then you like, like, that, like don't I you? said, he's not even like a high like a high level NBA player. I mean, he's uh, signed at the end of the season just for a whatever contract, and he still has the. Cojones to, to tell a woman you just He's stand. Michael Beasley. Just, I mean, that meant something at a time. But, but Michael Beasley at that moment wasn't Michael Beasley it is like it was like five years prior. Big thank you to Adam and company at Wing Zone dropping off some uh, uh, dropping off some chicken today. We always appreciate that. Twenty boneless wings and large wedge for fifteen ninety nine. That's the, the madness deal. special. Twenty boneless wings and a large uh, wedge for fifteen ninety nine. Wingzone dot com. Go to the website. Tons of uh, tons of deals there. Plus the three locations, including the new location Dixie Highway, right in front of Holy Cross, where Strebel was a god. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad. I just I went. That's to where you went, right? Yeah, I went you there. Big, but you I, said you were big man on campus. I, I, I was okay. It was BMOC. Like, yeah, I, 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 yes. Okay, so that there you God. go. I was fine. That you were a like, God, big yeah. man on campus. <laughs> I got my picture up in the on the wall there. You yeah. have a picture on the wall. I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? 
Uh, all district or what? All district, yeah, yeah, all district, all region, yeah. <laughs> there you That's go, all guys. Honorable mention. Little honorable <laughs> mention. Honorable mention all state, yeah. Okay, little honorable my, mention. My junior year, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, four, three, seven, nine, six, eighty. Okay, so do you want to do? Do you want to do roster construction? Let's do some roster construction. You want to yes. hear some sound? Yeah, I want to hear some sound. I want to talk about Fabio Basili not coming back, which breaks my heart because he had the ball on a string. He, you know, if you knew basketball, Andy, you could see how Fabio really was going to translate to the highest level in the ACC. He choked me, he hit me, and he bit me. Oh, jeez. Oh, I know what they were talking about. I didn't have to play under Adolf Wop. <laughs> I didn't have to play under Adolf Wop. Why did I say Wop? Can you imagine Cal letting uh, Shin take take the board and draw up a play? Shin, get the grease board. Draw something up. The no. only time he talks no. to Shin is when he says, sit down. Oh, man. Damn. Why does he call him Shin? His name's Chin. I love this texture. Matt Jones is doing the ESPN bracket challenge. He gets the bracket before anyone. Oh you know, boy! You know what? Oh man! Good for you, Texter. Oh. Why don't you? Why, why don't you snuggle up next to him? What do you do? His laundry? <laughs> what his are undies? you? A sick pervert? <laughs> you look in his window at night. You sick pervert? I love when they do that. You <laughs> dirty sob! You dirty dog! Is that what you do? <laughs> Are you living through him? What are you Vicariously. doing? Vicariously. You know, Matt, Matt has the – he has them before everybody else. That means we all have them before everybody else. I'm going to text uh, that to every show. He's going to let me know. By the way, Ohio State beat uh, Iowa. Which yes, yes. Let's go. 13 seed in the Big Ten tournament. I do get BBN members text me every once in a while on the, when they're mad at me while I'm doing the postgame show. Matt Jones could buy and sell you and that broom closet that you work in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good for you. Like, can you? Here's the question. Can you, Matt Jones? Can, do it. can you do it? Can you buy and sell me? Can you can can you sell the, our broom closet? <laughs> Would you save that? Can you buy and sell me? <laughs> it, just, it always makes me smile. <laughs> like it's oh, there. Oh yeah. man! Makes me cackle. Texas says, "Imagine how much handball is being played in Atlanta these days." <laughs> it's the handball capital of, of America. <laughs> Texas says, "The assistants. This must be for Ennis. Oh. The assistants sit on their butts." <laughs> Like they were at a classical musical concert. No enthusiasm. I see no assistant in coaching from them. A complete embarrassment. <laughs> I like their classical music. <laughs> Listen to Mozart. Oh, man. <laughs> a little Chopin. Texas says Spalding always sounds like he took a giant bong hit before he goes on air. Who says he isn't? Who <laughs> said that's not what Ty's doing? Texer says there won't be no mass in Nashville unless Aaron Calipari shows up. Whoa! <laughs> what if? What if? What if? What if she showed up? She's at the game right behind the bench in the mask. With a mask. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. Oh man, Twitter would blow up. Oh, Cal, your nars a limb. Doesn't she know? What are you gonna say, T.J. Walker? It's about over. That? What are you gonna say, Roush? <laughs> COVID's over. Can't you tell? What are you gonna say? Somebody let Aaron know. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, and anyway, uh, oh, before we move on and do this, yeah, uh, I told you I just wanted to mention it. it is rare that I watch something 
Uh, it is it is rare that I that that I don't know that like something comes out and I see it immediately something uh, your that, attention. yeah that may be popular. Last night the misses started the MH three seven is it three seventy whatever it is the Malaysian yeah flight. The, the Malaysian flight that disappeared ten years ago they have no and they don't know they still don't know they're just not telling us it's right. like uh, everything else uh, in, in your life in, basically in every, yeah every big yeah. story in in the yeah. world they like, know exactly where it's exactly. at they probably have. Uh, yeah. a- anyway, uh, so she turned it on and did what she normally does, and that's falls asleep. <laughs> so, and I watched all three hours. Oh, it's a three-hour documentary. It's a three one-hour episode. Oh, so it's like a, like a mini series. It's, it's right up your alley. Okay, I'm, I'm going to watch it. So it's right up your alley. My plan is this. My plan is Kentucky plays it. Hopefully, hopefully I don't want to kill you know count my chickens before they hatch. But they we win tomorrow, then they play at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So my plan is. Game, post-game show, Malaysian flight documentary. That's what I'm hoping happens on Saturday. The Cats have to win. That'd be a nice little Saturday for me, Andy. Cats yeah, basketball. So, so like the, the first, like, yeah, like the first, like, tw- like, 30 minutes is, like, people crying because their loved ones are gone. Wh- right. wh- which is, like, yeah, if you don't like flying and you're worried about that sort of thing, which, sure. of course, who isn't, uh, then, okay, so that's the first part. Then it gets into... The, they, they, they hit on three conspiracies, and I'm sure there are many more. I watched a few YouTube things today, even. Okay. Uh, and, you know, people are always doing stuff on like this. Vortex No, they talk about the, uh, the, the pilot. Okay. Okay, and the pilot theory. Okay. They talk about the Russian theory. Yeah, there is a Russian theory. I and they heard talk, that and one. And they talk about, you know, the U.S. theory. Oh, the United really? States There's theory. The United States theory. Me and en- so Ennis watched it today and texted me, and me and Ennis are almost a hundred percent on all of our thoughts on it. Okay, so okay, I'm, so I'm gonna watch in it. What you, right, so I'm I don't gonna... want to taint the jury pool at okay, all. Okay, I'm gonna watch it this okay. weekend. All right, so on I, Monday I don't want to have discussion. I, I, yeah, I don't want to taint the jury pool at all. Otherwise, I thought I, I, I thought. They probably either didn't want or struggled to get more voices is the best way I would say it. Like experts to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, now there is another theory within the last year or two that, that they didn't hit up on that, that, I, that, that okay. I've watched stuff on that a guy who messed with uh, ham radios – they they would they would they would be like like he would be I mean they you know with these bootleg radios yeah they'd be talking to people across the, the world. world yeah 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 okay yeah and they tracked the plane going through those radio oh signals, the ham radio signals going okay through, yeah a guy tracked it that oh, way as well wow yeah they talk about a guy as well on it who. Uh, magically was able to be like the guy that could keep finding all of this wreckage where they apparently could not find any. Thing is they, they were like they couldn't find any. They couldn't yeah. find the, the, the black box because every plane has that indestructible black box where it has like all the all the flight information and everything. Like you can it's tell fun. If it, okay, I'm going to watch it. A, I think it's a BB plus. Oh, okay. I, I don't think it's like life-changing. Right. I mean, obviously, the end is we don't know. Right, well, that's the thing with something like that. You're gonna yeah. watch. You're not gonna get it. It's interesting. That's yeah. a good watch. You'll yeah. watch it. I, no, I can't wait to watch it. When I mean, you text me today, because that, that's Netflix, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Because I want to make sure I had whatever it's on. But yeah, when you texted me today or last night about it, sorry, last night, I was like, man, I, I, I haven't talked about the Malaysian missing flight in years. Like it was one of the biggest conspiracy stories out there, and they just kind of went away because there's you know obviously so much other stuff that's popped. Texas up Texas says the plane was full of gold. Well, that's another thing. That there, there was there's a theory out there that for whatever reason it had gold it, on it. it. It had it had technology 
that okay oh, well I mean now that we're here there, yeah. there is a theory that it had um, let me let me go back we are involved okay in the intelligence and we are involved so I wouldn't be surprised. the the UK are was at the center of one of their companies that had government grants with us and obviously the United Kingdom uh, in 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 kind of tracking the plane after it vanished oh. and then the and then Australia were the ones that were doing looking for the wreckage they were doing none of it was Malaysia it, yeah, everything, it's their plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah every, that's, that's an odd thing about it. Every, yes. yes, everything was farmed out. So one of the theories also is that there was gold or that there was technology. Now, I don't know why you would put technology on a plane going to Beijing. That's I don't well, understand. Go, well. that, that technology of U.S., U.K., that, that sort of thing. Unless it's being smuggled yeah, on that plane got, to Beijing. Got, yes, was on the, pl- oh, was on the plane. And it was in the itinerary, though. It was on the plane, oh, and it was going to Beijing. And okay. two U.S. radar jammers mm-hmm. were in the area. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, how about that? So two, yeah, so you have technology, allegedly technology. It was going to China. Going to China. You don't want it to go to China. go to China. I mean, look at what's going on with China right now and their technology and the, quote, balloon. And, oh, boy. Okay, yeah, I'm watching this, baby. Yes, you got me going <laughs> now. A cell job you right got there. me going now. Oh, yes, yeah. I like the deep conspiracy where we're involved. Yeah. That's what I like. Yes. The Russian theory is the weakest, but I but it's but it's a it's, it's Russia. It, but it's it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, they're it's the wild card. One. Yeah. I don't know if there's like an alien theory or anything else. There are. Know. Well, yeah, of course. Well, anything course. like that, Andy. Yeah. There's there's vortexes, there's aliens, there's 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 a a you know, a, a wormhole that it that it fell into and all kinds of stuff. You're going to hear that no matter what. Texas says Fauci made it vanish. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, he didn't make that vanish, but <laughs> we're yeah. gonna get Issel Fauci sound at some point, we aren't had, we? Oh, Justin, you yeah. ready for that? It's it's a couple months. I'm surprised it hasn't maybe happened. Maybe July radio, maybe yes. a little July August radio, getting ready for. Uh, 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 Brom, uh, what do we call uh, Bear Brom? Bear Brom. Brom Bryant. Uh, uh, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get ready for that. And that, that <laughs> we'll see, co- little Steve Seven and Five. And that CDC dude in front of some, Congress yesterday. Some little, CDC dude will come yeah. out and be over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's here's okay. So here's what I'm going to go off of. I have lift. Uh, I have listed guards, kind of forward swings, and then bigs. Okay. Okay. Uh, because like who's a center anymore? I mean, I guess it, there still is a five spot, but that could be a six eight guy. Well, Brandon Huntley Hatfield played well, that five well, spot a lot at the end of the season. So our guy Ty Spalding is, uh, and, and so I'm just going to list what he said. Okay. So Mike James is a yes. Yeah. Karan Davis is a yes. Yeah. Okay. Th- those are two guys at guard uh, that that you'll see back, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, this, I feel- this is in this mythical conversation, and uh, I'm going to throw Hersey Miller in there as well. It's like a walk on. Well, we'll situation, see. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So I'm looking at James Miller Davis. Okay. At forward swings, I'm looking at Caleb Glenn. I'm looking at Curtis Williams. And even though Ty believes Kamari Lance is 50-50, I'm going to throw Kamari Lance in there. Okay? So they do a sell job on uh, it. And then Biggs, I'm looking at Dennis Evans. Yep. A core four. And let's say Huntley Hadfield. I, I still, threw them in the I'm Hill still, State bucket. I, I would still be – I mean, like, to me, 
okay. If people think he's coming back, great. Uh, okay, but right. I mean that is a narrative. That's nine, right there. Yeah. I mean that that's, that's not. Listen, that's me saying Withers is gone. Wheeler's gone. Yeah. This is me having L. Ellis, Devonry, and JJ Trainer gone. Yeah. And I kind of think out of that group, let let me say one of them come back. Let JJ, me just say one of them. Dre J. Trainer, maybe. Y- yes. Okay. He, out of that group, he'd be the one that I would say that would, has a better chance. That of would be back. ten. Yeah. Sky Clark has been rumored. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's eleven. Trent Flowers, he's 12. That's next Friday. Churchill Abbas from NBA Africa's 13. That's it. That's your team. Okay, and if you take Hersey Miller off scholarship, you have one. But, I mean, at that point, you would be looking at no guard is going to go to you if if you have – I mean, right? Like, I don't know. Is there a guard who's going to go to you if you're that? So, even if it's not Sky Clark, let's say it's another guard. There are a few names out there. Um, I – you know – that that's roughly like it feels like James, Karan Davis, Hersey Miller, and then uh, 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 a new addition at guard. Would that be Clark or somebody is else? Is four? Yeah. Kamari Lance five. Curtis Williams six. Caleb Glenn uh, seven. Is it yeah. six? Seven. No, you're seven. seven. Dennis Evans eight. Acora four nine. Huntley Hatfield ten. And then I threw in this mass of players. Mm-hmm. Let's say one of them, that's 11. Trent Flowers, 12. Abbas, 13. 13. Yeah. That's. So even if you take Hersey off scholarship, we all understand the roster only goes so far. Right. So, you know, it doesn't mean you go get somebody, it pushes someone else down. It's just that would be a fluid situation. Where where am I wrong? Justin, you too. Where, what, what am I missing? Like, I would be surprised if J.J. Trainer left. I would be, too. People he, love him. He scored, like, seven a game, and people love him. He was one of the players that you can look at and say, and, you know, to your point earlier, like, he got more, he had more points because he had more minutes, but he honestly, he looked better than he had before. The last what, three weeks of the season, so that's what would surprise me about J.J. Trainer leaving because he looked, he looked like a different player by the end of the year. He was one of the few, but he w- he was the only one that died, tied through in there like a 50-50 that I was stunned at because he has the local ties. Like you said, fans love him. I don't know, Justin. What do you, I mean, what do you think about that? I I think that this may wrap up faster than Louisville fans. Some Louisville fans would like. I would agree. I would say, I mean, there was – of all, any of the players out there, not that any of them really had a lot of momentum, momentum but I couldn't even get it out of Vito. But, uh, but, but he was the player that I would say had the most momentum for UofL. It was a lot of yeah. times he would be dunking when, you know, unguarded people they're down 20, well, but whatever. And, and That's it's fine, not like but he's, he's still, it, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. You have to look also, like, if J.J. Trainer is he a starter? Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just we... A lot of the stuff you're selling with him is kind of like stupid nothing stuff where it's like he he has a lot of effort and then he's also a local guy. He's a local that's guy. That's a feel yeah. With, yeah. The, with, you know, right. he, he knows the landscape. He knows whatever. He's got his dad played for UofL, stuff like that. Sure. So it's like he... I can't see him leaving. I can't see him going no matter what, even though he's been eh, most of the time, you know? I feel like that. I mean, then if you start talking about guys like L. Ellis. So what's the reaction okay. going to be if he and, Well, come I mean, back? let's just throw that in there. Let's say you have L. Ellis and you have Trainer come back. I'm going to take Hersey off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're looking at James, Karan Davis, L. Ellis, 
Lands, Williams, Caleb Glenn, Jadre, that's seven. Uh, Huntley Hatfield, a core for Dennis Evans, that's 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, I mean, and then you're looking at Trent Flowers, 11, Churchill Bass, 12. Yeah. I mean, you're not bringing in a guy who's 18 a game, and Mike James is coming back, and no, and L. Ellis, no, and Kamari Lance, and JJ Trainer. Like to me, like that is the thing. Obviously, uh, guys leaving. I'm interested if it's relatively quick uh, I, that they're going to leave. Like, like to me, when Ty's like, well, you know, there's a few guys that are like 50 50. I understand that from their own viewpoint. Sure. Uh, does that mean? Like, am I to believe then that Kenny Payne does want J.J. Trainer back? Well, I mean, he, he said he's going to have to sit down and have hard conversations with guys and okay. tell them they're not. So let me pause you for a second. Yeah. If you're bringing back this is the James, right here. Hersey Miller, L. Ellis, Kamari Lands, J.J. Trainer, that's five. Huntley Hatfield. And you're bringing back Huntley Hatfield in a quarter four, that's seven. I mean, is that enough turnover for 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 Kenny and company? Is that enough turnover for you guys? Because they're talking to, about to me. The answer would be no. There to me, the right. answer would be no. That I'm that I'm bringing back seven guys that have been around there multiple years. Those aren't just like one year Kenny Payne guys. When you talk about L. Ellis, J.J. Trainer, um, and uh, Mike James. I mean, those were Chris Mack holdover. Guys. Now the other thing is. If the team roughly that we're talking about, obviously L. Ellis is a big deal. Yeah. If L. Ellis were not to come back, then he has to go get a star guard, a a Tyrese Hunter, a Marcus Carr, yes, um, a a somebody hopefully that that Chris Beard doesn't want an Ole Miss, <laughs> and maybe Miss, Texas yeah. doesn't want. You understand what <laughs> I'm saying get there? A big one. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. They got to get a big time guard there. Uh. Okay. So I think that I think that's fair. How does he balance this with? And this is what we don't know. How does he balance this with projects and winning? Because, uh, I mean, I, listen, I, I think you know, they were so bad this year that Kenny lost all of that slack to me. Oh, 100%. To, to me, the conversation changed so much because of how bad they were that that now winning maybe matters more in year 1B than, than you even thought it would. And that's how I feel about it. And so, it, you know, I look at this and I say, you know, you know, a, a, a good guard, mm-hmm. really good guard, and Mike James is nice. Uh, to me, the swings, I mean, Trent Flowers, we'll see. Again, it's going to be fun. You know, everyone harped about, you know, you, you can't take kids to reclassify. And, and, and now he's going to reclassify. Now we're yeah. going to hear how great reclassification is, yeah. Blank. Uh, who doesn't <laughs> want Josh Hurd to do a press conference? Come on, Blank! I, that disappointed me this morning when I heard that. Because I, I, I heard it live, and... He's like, well, he'll come on the radio, and you know, we'll we'll talk to him. We're talking about the women's basketball tournament. Then we'll ask him questions. He's like, no, he needs to address this separately. And Blake, you should want him to address that separately, not when you talk about Jeff Walls. You can't go from Jeff Walls to okay. Now we're asking about Kenny Payne. So if L. Ellis doesn't come back, you're right. Mike James, Karan, you know, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Karan Davis here. I, I'm just looking we at don't what really know well, anything no, about who is not a project. No, he's not I mean, a project. All these he's a guys, Juco guy yeah, but all these in. guys need to get to better. Uh, need to get better. Yeah. But Karan Davis is a project. Kamari Lands, I, I don't know if he's a project, but you need uptick. Yeah. Curtis Williams is a project. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Evans is going to be probably a little bit of a project. I mean, Brandon said as much. A core four is a project. Okay. Yeah. 
Trend Flowers isn't a project, but you have reclassification and you have a freshman. Churchill Abbas, uh, who is supposed to be well, you know, developed still. More so than their core Coming core. from, you know, NBA Africa to the States. All of this could take some time. The reason I bring it up is this summer and then going into the fall and winter is going to be about not only roster construction, um, but what expectations are. And, and I'm just looking at this, and the flexibility is not there unless we are talking L. Ellis being gone, Fabio gone, Devin Ree gone, Withers gone, Wheeler gone, Trainer gone. If you give me six, and I'm keeping Lands, I'm keeping James, but if you give me those six, then Kenny Payne has a, a, a blank slate. Yeah, where he can build. That if he go, yeah, that he can, that he can, he has more flexibility right. to build a team. But if that's not the case with those six guys, you have more guys coming back, mm-hmm. and you have less flexibility to do this entire roster flip that you were hoping to do. Guys, Curtis Williams may not play next year. He's going to be on a scholarship. Yeah. I, you wonder if – one of the things that I think Louisville fans are looking forward to most in this offseason, Andy, is they, they, they want the transfer portal – Drama. They 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 want to be in on guys. They want to talk about transfer guys coming in and trying to build them up. They would take that away. It almost feels like Kenny Payne in his head already has his roster. Why? If, if not, I don't, why, why would I don't he not get Karan Davis? I mean, he got Karan Davis back in what February, January, and that's that's a guard spot right there. He got a core four not long after that. I mean, he got guys early on to where he's not going to have to worry about those spots in the transfer portal. Those are two spots right now that he took out that he will not have to worry about the transfer portal. Here's what I tend to think. I tend to think next year is going to put you to the test because I believe it will be a more of a developmental year. I believe it will be I – th- I think you will have solid players. I think you will have guys that take a step. I'm, and, again, I'm going here with L. Ellis not coming back. You expect Mike James to be better. Yeah, you year. expect yes. guys to be better. You're going to win more games. You're going to be competitive in these games. Um, it's I, I believe it's going to be a much different season. Yeah. But Kenny Payne's going to try to show you improvement, and you guys have even more. You've said that doesn't matter. He's got to make the tournament, and that's going to be the crux of the matter. Is Kenny Payne building a tournament team for next year, or are they going to have six projects? Are you going to have Karan Davis, Kamari Lance, Curtis Williams, um, a number of guys who may not be able to play a lot next year or at a high level next year? How long is that? And I would like to buy into Kenny's going to develop, but it goes back to the data I have, and the data I have right now is not good. You wonder how long or how far does that blank check that he may have stretched? I'm clear in all of this. I would rather have more guys leave, see what Kenny Payne can do yeah, with I, flexibility. Absolutely. And if you end up being around 500, but there are projects that are showing growth, I'd rather, uh, to me, I'd rather have that than have Jalen Withers back. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Jalen Withers back and some of these other dudes. Like, I, I, even, 
and I, I, this global fans probably disagree with me. Even JJ Trainer, like we've seen enough JJ Trainer. I know he got a little better at the end of the year, but man, you got to start fresh with some of these dudes. You got to see what Kenny Payne can do on the transfer portal and the recruiting trail. If you think of, of him in that way, All right, yeah, we got to take. I, a, oh, no, go, go ahead. No, 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 no just real quick. All I was going to say is I agree with Street, what Street was saying. Like overall, as much as like the good feelings that you can have from JJ Trainer showing a little bit of something, and you want to like a player like that, the, what we were kind of promising, what we were hoping for, was you were going to completely overhaul this roster. You're going to get all those guys out of there. Maybe keep like three tops, and which may happen, happen. Which probably. may happen. happen but what yeah, I'm we'll saying see. is, it is a, a like at some point, like people when you do a trade, you're going to get new players. You got to trade the other ones away. Right. And sometimes people don't like to give away their trades, like a yard sale. They don't want to see someone else have their blankie. Okay. <laughs> right. Do you understand? Like you're going to have to give something up here. This off season's not going to be. You get to pick and choose exactly who you want. We got to take a break. Rick Bozich next.